Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. My name is Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Oh, I've been doing a lot, a lot of this binging and cringing. All right, one show on Netflix I decided to watch because of this podcast sure yeah i mean and, it, it prompts me to watch a lot of film like movies what have you yeah, and, yeah. and then i get to say to other people i'm doing this for work i do like i, do I like, like saying to that, say that like when i'm like guys i gotta fit some time in the new jack ryan dropped i gotta <sighs> I, gotta, I gotta catch at least half the episode mm-hmm. sorry i gotta go work guys yeah you I know, seem to I be just it. sitting and watching te- yeah i know i'm working hush yeah whatever okay so um atypical on Netflix. Do you know anything at all about it? I know what the word means. Okay. That's, uh, yeah. It's got Jennifer Jason Lee as the mom and Michael Rappaport as the dad. And I'm sure I'll say his name wrong because I don't know how to pronounce K-E-I-R. Kier? Kier. Kier. K-I-N-G-O. K-E-I-R. Oh, boy. K-I-N-G-O. Kier Gilchrist is the star. And... Uh, I'm trying to see if he was in anything we would know. Um, no. Okay. Anyway, this is um, in its second season. So I've only seen one or two episodes. And he plays an 18-year-old senior in high school somewhere on the autism spectrum. Right. And he's hilarious. And it's, it is, I'm going to say it's more drama than a D. But I, it, there is comedy in there, because Adam isn't life funny. Um, sometimes I find it tragic and Lee funny, um, horrific. So here's uh, the thing: he is he, he. They don't say precisely. He's on the spectrum, and he really loves research, and he really loves computers. He really loves penguins, and so oh, who doesn't? Everything is bookended with him talking to his counselor. Mm-hmm. And he's just telling about his day and things like that, and just how literal. Like he kind of like the first couple seasons of uh, Sopranos, but with less murder and ties to the. There mob. is correct. I don't see that there's any of that in this at all. Uh, he has a sister who always looks out for him. She's awesome. Immediately, she sees all the pretty people at school. They've written Orca on somebody's locker. And, you know, the girl who's 20 pounds heavier than the rest of them is clearly a whale. So what does she do? She goes up to the pretty girl and punches her in the face, <laughs> which is awesome. Not that you should do that. but Violence isn't the key, guys. But still. But sometimes you get what you deserve. Yeah. And that was awesome. And so... Uh, What's, what was it? The Rolling Stones? You just might find... You get what you need. Exactly. And then the mom says, you know, we shouldn't have done that. And the daughter says, well, you were her in high school because she was dance team this and national. So it was really awesome. And a love of the underdog there. So in this, in the pilot anyway, his counselor says, you know, people on the spectrum, they can date and get married. You know, we're not talking the autism that we once heard of was autism where you're nonverbal. He... He's got, as they say, some things he has to work through, and he's very, very literal. So he asks a girl out, and he says, you're very pretty. And she says, I always thought my nose was too big. And he says, well, it is, but the rest of your face makes up for it. And she thinks that he's just being funny. He's, he's like, just clever. No, and- no. And uh, he goes, I really find it refreshingly different. And, for instance, I can't say the word, but a word was used, and as a conversation with his family is going on, when the one of the people just said this word in a discussion, and then you hear him, and the camera follows him around the kitchen and dining room, and he says, sometimes a word will just repeat itself in my head over and over and over. So you have him saying this word over and over while the conversation is going on. It's like, oh, I, I'm not on the spectrum, but I got my share of isms and issues and sometimes phrases. I can't stop myself from saying them. And some people think I'm just quirky. Sure, go ahead. But I totally got that's, that. That's a much less like yes. offensive pejorative word. Let's we'll go with quirky. I, I like it. I totally got what he was saying because like I don't know, maybe a few hours later he just screams the word, which from everyone else's perspective is out of nowhere. So see, that's where it's funny. 
But in his head, it's been he's, going yeah, there for constant. three hours. Yeah, so it's very interesting the way they show what he's thinking in that way. And they also show exactly what they should show. His friends, they just treat him like a normal guy. I mean, he is. I mean, I don't know what the figures are now, but, you know, it, lots of people have been put, they're, they're diagnosed being on the spectrum. It's not unusual. I'm sure you know people on this spectrum. And so their friends are just saying, you know, well, you've got... You talk about penguins like more than most people, but other than that, like you're a good guy and so on and so forth. I found it interesting and I liked the funny aspect of it and uh, I'm curious. And, and uh, um, interestingly enough, it does not sound like you're a typical show. Like, no, it is a, a that, I mean, that is a yeah. fresh perspective on something like if you're like. You know, a, a, a quirky dad that has like this mom that's really like harsh and like overly like protective of her. Like we've seen that sitcom mm-hmm. before. Yeah, we have seen it. Seen it a couple times. Or maybe the dad's a goof and the mom's mom's got to keep him in check. Seen that one too. That the show that you're describing to me, I haven't seen that before. Right. And what I also liked about the parents, and I know many people who have kids on the spectrum. My kids are not. Wouldn't matter if they were, but my kids have their own isms as I do. And I totally got what the parents were saying. They weren't complaining about him, but they were making a comment like, you know, we haven't done this anymore since since all this, since here are his emotion cards. Because his one of his problems is he cannot tell what someone's uh, emotion is by the look on their face. And so that's a problem in human communication. There's some hilarious to know footage. If, yeah, like yeah. if somebody's angry, there are certain things you probably don't want to say to yeah, them. Yeah, and if, or if you they're can't sad, pick up on it, yeah. then that could get you beaten up. So you have to learn, even if you don't feel it. you got to learn. Him learning how to smile, hilarious. Because I know people like that, and they struggle with it. But he, you know, he has blah, blah, blah. Anyway, it's different and refreshing and funny. So far, I haven't watched two seasons. Maybe it gets awful, but I really liked it. And they have one that is similar on the CBS, I believe, called The Good Doctor. I think it's just CBS. Just CBS. <laughs> okay. Much I like I don't think it's the CBS. <laughs> much like the Asians are hot right now, the um, the autism the doctors spectrum. Are good, no, or? the autism, the autistics are hot right now, and the Asian <gasps> crazy rich autistic Asians. Oh, I'm. That would be through the roof. I'm serious. This is a very hot topic to be shown in media. And so there are more and more shows about it. Shows and films that. Yes. I'm not, I don't want to say exploit this, but are probably examining like it to a a certain. And as we've discussed before, when, uh, because we, uh, we still are, but we grew up white. So we always saw us on TV and movies. There, yeah, you uh, again yeah. travel to any point in time. Jane and I are probably represented in. If you're going back to like ancient Greece, like there are plays about yeah. white landowning males. Okay, <laughs> I can I can go anywhere. I go back to cave paintings. Okay, there's a white. That's my rock. There's a white landowning male on the wall of that cave. Like yep. there 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 just is. But like, what I love about this is people who. Whether they're on the spectrum or not, there are people who have this repetitive thing going on. They've got all their isms and issues, and you see that now on TV. And I love that, because the more you see it, the more normal it is. And it is normal. It is normal for people to have... It's You people are the neuronormals, I believe is the phrase. I, I'm not neuronormal. Um, I believe that's one of the the branches of the X Men. Yes, yes, and I'm I, I don't know how the neural normals survive because your brains must be very dull. I've discussed this with my spouse. You know him as Jim. He apparently only thinks he, of, he identifies as Jim as neuronormal, and apparently he only has you know one thought at a time when he's having a conversation because I'm having. The conversation with Adam and you, the people, but I also have a whole bunch of other things going on. There's in my seven head. other ones, which is the, I, I think that's the reason, normal for me. That is the reason Jane and I tend to tangent, like <laughs> because it's like we are we're branching like through our minds, and 
I think it's whichever's like synapses fires witchcraft. <laughs> whichever sy- synapse like fires the loudest and the hardest. Yeah, that's the next thing that we talk about on the podcast. Like, that's the reason why. Like, say if we're reviewing, you know, a TV show, and suddenly if you're not paying too much attention, now we're talking about like grated Parmesan cheese, and they're like, weren't they just talking about Donna Reed? Well, For instance, how did that happen? Adam just said the word suddenly, and simultaneously also an s word that ends in an e sound my mind said suddenly last summer weird movie and suddenly susan not so great uh just from the word suddenly it's just boom right there i chose not to express it at the time that wasn't that funny but that's an example. That's that's how it works. Also, the reason why we don't have an eight minute podcast. Like that's impossible. We, like our, our synapses alone will take us. I don't know twenty. Let's say twenty minutes. Like Easy. worth a podcast there. So that's one reason why I really enjoyed Atypical. It is. I'm going to say for the um, adult themes. I'm going to put it. 15, 16 and up. I think, I mean, Anna Grace is a mature 13. I think there are some scenes that I could like show her and Jenna and they'd really like. It sounds like like the type of show that as a, if you are a a parent, probably watch it before you decide whether or not you're going to let your child do it. Because just 13 for one kid is not necessarily the same amount of maturity as 13 for another kid. I'm thinking most junior seniors in high school, fine. Then and you're right. Then freshmen, so uh, it depends on the kid. Take Just, a look at it. You you know your kids, or if you don't, um, find what, out who they are. Um, why don't you? Yes. Um, <laughs> What's your problem? Like, What's your be, problem? Be a parent. Um, <laughs> and, don't just show and once up. you find out who your kids are, then watch it, then determine it. Yes. So there is that. I enjoyed that very much. Then, by the way, have you watched anything? Because I've got I've got bunches. I I I am constantly um trying to catch up on sleep. Hmm. Um I I do watch things but I am very bad to watch the same like even though I know that I should be watching new things because I need to for this. Sometimes I'll just be like but I want to watch that episode of Deep Space 9 again or I see. Ooh, look, Star Trek The Next Generation, hit play. Like Jenna keeps watching as a matter of fact we watched it before I came in here today. Uh, 30 Rock, my 12 and 13-year-olds, that's one of their favorite shows, thank you, God, is 30 Rock. And her favorite episode of 30 Rock is The Reunion. And <laughs> My favorite episode of 30 Rock is any episode yes. of 30 Rock. <laughs> it, I mean, honestly, like, it. I, I think you and I were talking about the, like... There, there. I don't remember a bad episode no. of Breaking Bad, or I don't remember a bad episode of Mad Men. Like, and in the same way, I don't remember there being an episode of Thirty Rock where I was just like, "Oh man, shark jumped." No, I was. Just, God, oh my goodness, we nuked the fridge on that. What was that about? Like, she really identifies with Alec Guinness's um, phrasing and Tina Fey's, but. Uh, Jack Donaghy goes to Liz Lemon's reunion and she goes, why are they even believing you? You're this guy. You're like 13 years older than them. them." And he goes, Liz, uh, rich 50 is regular 38. It's (laughs) totally believable. (laughs) And it's like, he's right. And his phrasing when someone goes, hey, Bart Braverman, he goes, Yes, I am Bart Braverman. And then this girl who had a relationship with Bart Braverman comes up and says, Bart, say it to me again. And he said, you mean those words that I said at that place that one time? Yes. And he says, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so good. Oh. Anyway. Uh, We we just went back into the, like, (laughs) it's hard not to. I think it's the same reason you also see like sequels that are so popular. Like it's easy to want to go back to what we know that we enjoy. Like if mm-hmm. you've got a everybody's got like, you know, that sub you love to get at Subway. Your favorite your fav- favorite pizza combination. I'm really in a Philly cheesesteak mode. I've been there a few months now. Like there's a uh, what is it? A Italian hero like pizza yeah. right now. Like Part of me wants to try that, but the other part of me also knows that, like, I love mushrooms, sausage, and peppers. 
Like, I know that I like that. I absolutely know that I'll enjoy it. I can get some stuff crust on that. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't get it and then try and be like, ah, it's not as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. And much in the same way, sometimes I I, I don't want to branch out into a neat new TV I show. Know. Which is the reason why a podcast like Binge or Cringe needs to exist so people can go, yes, mm-hmm. definitely do that. Or, listen, we went to this M-Class planet and it's nothing but volcanic ash. Our faces are scarred and burned. Mm-hmm. Stay away from that planet. And that's a real thing. So, um... It it truly is, I guess, the whole dopamine thing. I know, and you, I know you'll agree as well. We turn on Thirty Rock. I get this feeling inside. It's like I know it's gonna be funny because I know what's happening. It's like watching Monty Python. It's just. It's, I know it's gonna make it's me happy. satisfying. Very and I, so. I don't have to wonder if it's going to do it. Like. With, with new shows, even if they're from, like, reliable, like, creators, people that I have watched television, like um, uh, Dick Wolf, who did all of the uh, Law & Orders, okay. he is doing a new show on, I believe, CBS called... The um, CBS. Oh, dear. what uh, FBI. Okay. D- Dick Wolf is a pretty... I mean, he's a pretty reliable producer, like... Law and Order is a very interesting show. Like, mm-hmm. that's the reason why it had, like, 17 spinoffs and 20 years, like, running for one of them. But I haven't seen FBI. I, I know that he knows how to make television. Um, but part of me wants to stay with something that and I you know, know is good. I think, it's, I think part of it is your age. Because as, again, identifying as Jim, my spouse, he says, uh, I don't need to learn any new music. I mean, yeah, Uptown Funk. It's a great song. I don't care. Am I am I any better for knowing it as opposed to the right. the catalog of the Rolling Stones? Yeah, it's like I I like what I like, and I'm fine with that. And I don't I don't need to hear anything new. It's like those people that like they go out on Fridays and Saturdays because they want more friends. Why? Like I, I, I I'm just like I'm real satisfied with the friends I got. Like I can't imagine there is anybody out there at least as interesting as my stupidest friend. Steve Martin has a bit, and this is an old bit. Uh, I want to say it's on Comedy is Not Funny, and that goes back a ways. And he says how he doesn't like dating young girls. Here, try this new thing. And he's like, sorry, I'm closed. He says, the the young girl's not interested. I don't want to try a new thing. I want to do what I'm doing. That's all. I can... I, I can I can see that. I, I hear, hear, try this new thing and him making the door shutting noise in my head a lot. So, I did watch I, I a mean, new thing, though. You, I know they love to argue that, like, the older you get, the more set in your ways you get. But, like, there's some truth to that adage. Like, I, I like what I like. I Even new video games. Like, unless you're based on, like, a franchise that I played when I was seven, you've got a really hard time convincing me that I need because I mean, like, like, let's say a good video game is going to give you twenty to thirty hours of original gameplay, like an RPG, or I don't play a lot of FPSs. But like, if I'm going to invest that amount of time into it, like, I know that Legend of Zelda is going to be a good game, mm-hmm. even if it's not the best game in the franchise. The worst Zelda, worst Legend of Zelda game you've ever played is better than I'm going to say the best Call of Duty game out there. It just it is Mario Brothers. Whatever whatever the, the follow-up to Mario Odyssey, it's going to be a great game. Like, if it's not a 10 out of 10, like, maybe they faltered. Maybe they tripped a little, and this one wasn't as good, and it's only a 9.5 out of 10. Mario games are always fantastic. There's like, only one game I want to play. It's Crash Bandicoot, and uh, it's the one where you're on, it's, it's a girl, and she's on a tiger on the Chinese wall. I can do that one. They jump over the barrels. That's a really old game. Specific. Yes. And then of, that's not even like the entire game. No, no. That's And then it's the old guy in the boat that gets in your way and there are bombs in the water. That's really all I want to play and I don't have it anymore and I'm thinking to play it on and every time someone says, "Hey, let's play this video game." It's like is it Crash Bandicoot? Can I get on the tiger? Not interested. They're just like, that's that's strange. No, it's not Crash Bandicoot. It's, it's not uh, interested. But if there was a way for me to have that game and play it whenever I wanted. If you can give me a better description of it than that, like, I know that I can make that happen. Oh, well, that's one of the worlds. It's, it's Crash is on it. 
Okay. Right, but he has that's like saying, well, it's 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 a level of Mario and like he he was wearing overalls and he jumped. I know that that happened it's in got, that level. It's got like this um tribal type head in it is that in all of them i'm, I'm just saying like everything that you're describing to me could be literally any crash bandicoot game like you're I not even it. you're I not even it. narrowing it down to like which generation console it appeared to like was it playstation was it playstation 2 was it handheld okay. was it, was, it it was playstation or no, and no, or no, playstation no, 2 no i think it was the original playstation i'm like 99 percent sure the original PlayStation. Now, here's the catch about that, though. Even if you did play it on the PlayStation 2, original PlayStation games were backwards compatible on the PlayStation 2. So you may have played it on a PlayStation 2, but it was a PlayStation 1 game. Um, we didn't have... Hmm, did we? <laughs> Hold on. Let me look. I'm going to I'm going to Is know. there an adult that I can talk to about this that could <laughs> that could help me? Are no. there was is there any adult that that would know? Um, no. But I'll re- I'll recognize the the cover art. I know I will. Come on, Wikipedia, load. Crash Bandicoot has been making games steadily for the last 20 years. I'm not saying every year, but probably every other year at Mm. least. Yeah? Okay. Just show me the list of games, you stupid phone. She okay. I was gonna say she's talking to the phone and not me right now, guys. Just just in case she's like, show me the games, stupid. (laughs) Really fun. Hold on. Let me me bring it up on my phone. I don't know what the Google. Show me Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) Okay, I can. So (laughs) so he walks up and they're like five circles and he has to jump on a circle and that takes you into the game and there's one there's a girl that looks like you know when bugs bunny has a girlfriend that's actually voiced by a female and not bugs bunny in drag but they're like little bugs bunny and little girl bunny lola stupid name for a bunny anyway the one that was in space jam yeah and she rides she looks like that only she's not a bunny i don't think and she rides a little tiger is she a bandicoot I don't know. And then there's something with a village and the frogs always eat you. And then, oh, the horrible one is when you're crash bandicoot. I want to put a disclaimer on this particular <laughs> podcast, guys. Uh, Jane has not been doing any uh, recreational drugs no. before that. Everything that she is saying happened in a video game. And you're, you're um, Jenna would know the name of this, but you're, I hate the one where you're in the scuba outfit and you have to zap stuff and you always get hit by the wires and the electric eels. I want to play that game. Are you sure you're not talking about Earthworm Jim? Because some of the episodes that you that, some of that that you are describing no. to me sound like Earthworm Jim games too. This is Crash Bandicoot, and I know that it was the original because we had an original, or maybe it was the two. Because I had to go and find the old. I had to buy old. I had to buy old um, remote thingies because we didn't have enough controllers. to play. Yes, controllers. <laughs> remote thingies. And uh, we spent one spring break that was really cold about five or six years ago playing these. And they were old then. That's okay. Uh, this is... All right, I'll find if, out. I'm telling you, if Crash Bandicoot was your kid... Time Warp? And you, Time that warp? is a Crash Bandicoot game. I think that was it. Warped, warped was a game. Warped, warped yes. I was going to say, was you're, that. you're narrowing it down. This it is that. good. This is good. Okay, that is not something uh, that I binge watched. No, Crash Bandicoot doesn't even, I don't even think he has a cartoon. But I would really like to play that game. I don't even know how it came up. Anyway, because of the many Emmy wins, and because my friend Charlotte O'Dowd is one of the extras in the first or second show. So I throw that in there. Um, I watched The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That's some alliteration. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And what this is, is uh, the only actor I think you'll know is Tony Shalhoub, who plays her the father. Fantastic Monk. Or yes, he's, he's amazing. Or also Jack Jeebs in Men in Black. He was up for an Emmy for this role. He um, lost to the Fonz, but that's okay. Man, I'll tell you, if you're going to lose to anybody... Lose to the Fonz. Eh? Like, if you told me, they'd be like, listen, um, Mr. Cravens, you did not win. I'd just be like, oh, son of... And they'd be like, but it was Henry Winkler. And I'd be like, okay. hey! Okay. That's all right. You know, Jim was telling me about the Emmys, and he goes, and then the show for Benny, it's like, oh, Benny's hilarious. He goes, you watched the show that he... Wa-. I said, yeah, I totally watched it. 
Wait a minute. Maybe it's not called Benny. Uh, what's his face? It's Bill the Hader. one on HBO. Bill Hader. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a serial and he's like killer, his acting but he coach. wants to be an actor. Yeah. And it's awesome. Is it called Benny or am I mixing it up with Jack Black again? I think, I believe this one actually is called Benny. Okay. Anywho, excellent show. I digress. So, Mrs. Maisel, it takes place in 1958. First, let's talk about the clothes. Fabulous. Um, she, Midge, is from a very well-to-do Jewish family. There are lots of Jewish families in this, because that's part of the story. Very well-to-do Jewish family, and it's 1958. Barry. Barry is the name of the show. Did I say Benny? Yes. Were there any Jets? No. So no. Barry. Watch Barry and uh, Henry Winkler's in it, and he won an Emmy. So very well-to-do. And so in 1958, one aspect of the show, which will mean nothing to you, but you would appreciate the work that's gone into it, the costuming. So you have the the very wealthy 1958 styles of clothes where women were expected to have gloves and this and that. I know that it is an added expense to television shows and films and stuff like that. But like, okay, take a look at, just name any any random like Tarantino movie. Like, uh, if you'll watch any of the stuff that's coming out for uh, mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that film, like just the way it looks, like or the way Jackie Brown, like look, the aesthetic, especially when you're giving it a time period, mm-hmm. I, I like okay the the 60s and 70s. If you're going to give me a choice to set a film or a TV show anywhere, that's where I, I just I love the way all that looks, like mm-hmm. Mad Men. Mad Men is just splattered with like 60 style, like all over it. Uh, X-Men First Class, set in the 60s. There's an interesting aesthetic to that that like the 80s, 90s, the aughts, or even today do not possess. So I want you to think of a movie made in the 50s, like a a musical, an MGM musical from the 50s. Don't even name one, but what do you think of? Like suits, like well, well, tears, yeah, lots of colors, very bright, vomiting technicolor. That's what this is, and it's glorious, really. And I've never been a a a wealthy Jewish woman in the fifties, but they're living in the upper upper west side or upper east side. They're living where all the money lives in Manhattan, and so you see these amazing penthouses. Yeah, and what's interesting is. Uh, Midge becomes friends with this woman who, I have to look her up, because I know her from somewhere, but she is always being mistaken for a man. She has like a newsboy cap on, she's wearing pants, and she lives in an apartment about the size of a closet. And so she gets to experience this life when she walks into her new friend's place, and she says, who has uh, dishes for thirty people to have breakfast at, you just know who has this? At, at a at just at a at a like oh you just got to pull that trigger like you don't even have to ask somebody yeah. to go get them. You'd be like yeah yeah they're they're in the storeroom yeah. yeah. And w- what uh, Mrs. Maisel has been raised to be the perfect wife. So you have someone who had an excellent education from educated parents. A lot of money, but her goal is to marry well, raise a family, and know how to entertain. So she knows she can get that stain out for you. She knows how to plan for a dinner for 50. You know what else I love about that time period? How people relaxed and i'm using quotation like when the man would come home from work take off his tie and his suit coat and then change into another button-down shirt that like doesn't have a tie but still has a starched collar and it's tucked in to a pair of pleated khaki Mm -hmm. pants i'm like that's not that's not really i mean you're not wearing a tweed suit anymore but how are you relaxing it? Like when I relax, Jane. Like I'm wearing mesh shorts. Like I'm not so wearing. So like now, what you see me wear every time that we see. Yes, that. So, uh, just I need to mow looking, the lawn. Let Let me go get my polo shirt. Just looking at it. By the way, it's on Amazon Prime. Looking at this show, it's glorious. Truly, I would I would not be surprised if it hasn't won a couple like costuming Emmys or or whatever. Okay. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I, she's not hurt. Just for those of you who are not in the studio right now. 
I can't believe I didn't recognize her. Well, I know now why I didn't recognize her because of how they made her look. The the well here. Do you I'm showing Adam a picture of this woman who I said is often mistaken for a man. Just just take a glance. Do you know who that is? Not directly it's off. It's Alex Borstein. Oh, uh, exactly. Oh, I need a man who is not a yes. Not a man. I mean, look at her again here. I mean, she's okay. All right. I yeah. see it now, but I kept thinking I, she looks like um, a shorter Julie Kavner. Well, she's the uh, um, you've probably she's the yes. voice of Lois on uh, Family Guy, and she's you, lovely. You have heard this woman's voice if you like don't immediately like recognize who she is. Yes. Okay. So that's that's who you'll know, and of course uh, Tony Shaloub. Now here's the story. You've got first of all, it's funny, and it's supposed to be funny. Yes, this is far more. I'm not going to say it's a dramedy. I'm going to say it's a it's a comma. More comedy it's than just, drama. It's sound, a comma. Sounds like you got a stutter. Hey, 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 And other than the fact that it's beautifully done, the music is spectacular. You got the whole vibe going. And here's the story. Um, Midge Maisel. Very beginning. Is it doing like period stuff or are we talking about like full orchestral on the music? Period stuff. And okay. It's yeah, just, that probably is fantastic. Awesome. Again, I, I know I'm bringing him up a lot, but like when Tarantino taps that soundtrack uh-huh. vibe, like, I mean, you just, you're breathing like yes. that, that time period. Then. And so musically that time period, I mean, you've got a lot of Sinatra and Dean Martin, but it's starting to shift. So this is pre Beatles, but there's uh, there's some scenes where they're, they're doing um, not quite Everly brothers, but that vibe and, and the beatniks are happening and all that stuff. And Lenny Bruce is in it. Or, or, an actor Actual, playing. Okay, Lenny I was Bruce. like, Lenny Bruce was, is dead. Well, I anyway, didn't know if they were using like old footage. Or... So here's no, uh, there's no found footage in this. So here's the story. She's married, and her husband wants to be a stand-up comic. That is his goal. But um, you, you tell, you know, from the beginning, he's just not funny. He just isn't. Which, which is a requirement. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to be successful, he, anybody can be a stand-up comedian. To be a successful one. You right. do require talent. And he spends most of his time doing Bob Newhart's act. And they have they show Bob Newhart on Ed Sullivan, and that's when she finds out that he's been doing Newhart's act. And he goes, well, everybody steals. Which, if you don't know um, anything about stand-up comedians, if you want to get disrespected in yeah. that community... You steal. Steal other people's jokes. Uh, like, who was it that got in trouble? Uh, Amy Schumer. Like, YouTube sometime... Amy Schumer stealing jokes like and they have got a side by side comparison just showing her lifting. Oh, I had no idea. Material and like the thing Schumer's a funny she's actually a funny person mm-hmm. but like they will show you show you point by point just going here's where she got it from here's where she got it. like she's stealing stuff from like Louis CK like just stole some stuff from Dennis Leary like hmm. the, not not obscure comedians like Interesting. yeah uh, so she takes notes. She fully supports her husband in this. She brings her brisket so he can get a better position in the lineup. And then he leaves her. And so she gets a little tipsy, goes to the place where he used to perform, and she does a set that is on fire and hilarious. And, and not stolen. <laughs> not and not stolen. And that's what um, Alex Borstein's character played, Susie, and she's the one who lines up the acts. And so she says, "You're the funny one. Your husband's always sucked." And so it just goes on from there. You've got the family that wants them back together because you know we're family. I'll never see my grandchildren again. All that's going on, and the very and also it's the 1950s. Yes. So like it's not. I'm not saying like divorce is okay or right. like just completely, but it's not socially. It is more acceptable. Yes, and it's not done in, in the fifties, right? Yes, it's right. not done, and it, there's a big discussion on. Well, what'll you do? I mean, because div- her mother goes on. You know, divorce is like a failure, and uh, 
again, this is a highly educated woman, and the fact that they're looking at her like that, and her parents are like, you have to have someone. And what she does, she goes out and gets a job. <gasps> That's it. Land, thanks. I know. There's a scene. Oh, the vapors. He, uh, Tony Shalhoub is the dad, goes to the soon-to-be ex-husband and says, your wife is working. And uh, and he's appalled. They're all appalled. So that's going on. You brought an embarrassment to this family. You're, you're going out and earning money for yourself. Oh, no. It's not proper. <laughs> so there's all that. And then you have her working on her stand-up. And then you reach the point where she bombs. Oh, how does she meet Lenny Bruce? I'll tell you. So she she is actually bombed on her first set. And she says all these things about her husband, which are hilarious. And then she says, why would he leave me for so-and-so? I got this. I got that. And then she lifts her shirt. And the police have been hanging outside. So she's arrested for indecency. And that's how she meets Lenny Bruce. So Lenny Bruce, if you don't know, was not always um, welcomed. Wherever he went. Like that. <laughs> I think that's the most polite way you can do it. Lenny Bruce was doing a lot of stuff that like comedians would maybe popularize in like even the late 80s. Right. He was doing this 20 years before mm-hmm. it was okay for you to say that kind of stuff. Bruce right. was way, way ahead of his time. Yes. And so she just knew him as her friend Lenny. She finds out later that he's the... Lenny Lenny Bruce, Bruce, yeah. And uh, so they're buds. So there's that going on. And at one point, she hires Inconceivable. She hires him because he's a hack joke writer, but she doesn't know. He's a Wallace Shawn. And then she she engages in a land war in Asia with him. Yes. And so then she does jokes that he's written, and they stink and because they're not for her. And what works for her is... Telling her stuff. Jane Lynch, it took me forever to figure out it was Jane Lynch because I recognized the cheekbones. Another, another talented comedian. And she plays um, a character, who a real person. Her name escapes me at the moment. I want to Jane say, Lynch is real. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but her character is funny. When Midge goes to visit her as herself... She finds out she was wearing a fat suit. She finds out she's not from Queens. And she has a staff of like four people. She gives her a fur coat because she's already worn it twice. I mean, she's loaded. Man, that would, I wish I was in yeah. that situation. I'd just be like, you know, I have I need some socks, but I've already got the ones I wore three times. And I don't. Uh, oh, there's a whole scene about her butler telling her what the light is like in the blue room because, you know, if it's too piercing, she just won't go in. And her whole meal is sucking on a lemon and taking a drink of tea. It's hilarious. And that sticks with Midge, who then does a stand-up routine about it and gets blackballed because this woman is the leading comedian of the time. Lenny Bruce, however, is thrilled. So it goes like that. And so she's, it's a fascinating journey. It's a fascinating journey of self-discovery of Midge Maisel. But her sets are genuinely funny. So is the Lenny Bruce stuff. Uh, things that happen are genuinely funny. And some of it is like, if you've never really thought about it before, let's say you're 20, 25, and you never really thought about what it was like to be a, a woman in the 50s who has a college education which it's is something like, that's never really, I've never dwelled on much. Yes, but these these struggles are real, that she wasn't being uh, appreciated for anything. She was just supposed to be pretty. What her mom had taught her, and you see her and her mom do the same thing, they wait till their husbands go to sleep, then they take off their makeup and do their hair, then they set their alarms extra early so they can be totally made up with their hair done before their husbands wake up because they don't want their husbands to see them not looking perfect. It's all about looking perfect and being the perfect wife. That side is very interesting. There's something, I don't want to say hysterical, just I used strange to about... Yeah, I've, I, I had done that in the past. It's like no one can see me without my makeup on. And then all of a sudden you go, whatever. But... It's beautifully done, it's well-written, and it's um, it's different. Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, like we were discussing uh, before, it's like... Atypical. Yeah. It's not... That's not your standard 
kind of standard operating procedure as far as a show go. Like it hasn't been explored and re-explored and like okay, uh Kevin James, who isn't untalented, but he seems to have one kind of character right. that he plays. If Kevin James ever gets a new sitcom, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you've probably already seen similar episodes mm-hmm. in King of Queens and, uh, oh, what is that? He did another one that yeah, had, had that, him and Leah Remini yeah, that, that I can't think of right they now. They killed off the wife so they could bring Leah back. And That's what I'm saying. Like King he, of Queens with another title. Queen of, yeah. And not that King of Queens didn't have laughs. It did. We've just seen but, it. But, yeah, I'm just saying, like, he's not... It, it it ain't reinvention right, right. there. Right, and I like Kevin James. Like, okay, but Tim, again, Tim Allen, like when he did Last Man Standing, was Last Man Standing truly that much of a departure from the character he played in Home Improvement? Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like those two could have been brothers or really really close cousins. Mm-hmm. So this is different, and uh, as we've discussed lovingly about the Lord of the Rings show that's coming to Amazon. And the Jack Ryan show that Amazon has produced, Amazon is behind this, and they are spending some serious bank to make quality television, which is winning Emmys. I think it's really interesting the amount of money you see poured into Not streaming. Not my bank account. Well, streaming apps versus, like, television. Like, oh, okay. Uh, for example, like Disney is starting their own streaming app, mm-hmm. and they have said that they are going to be doing Marvel shows within that context that are separate from the Marvel shows that have been produced on Netflix mm-hmm. or uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which airs on ABC. The budgets for the, like they're doing, actually, the, you need to tell the girls about this, A potentially one of the shows is like L- L- Loki, or Loki Origin. Oh, nice. So, like, as long as they can work all that stuff up with Tom Hiddleston and everything, there's going to be wait, a wait, sh- wait, wait. He's going to be in it? That's, th- that is, it's not confirmed. Okay, now but, I have to, But now, I'm saying, like, okay. It, now it, I have to subscribe. This is what I'm saying, though. Like, th- that just sold you on it. Yeah. Like, you're going to have access to, like, let's say Disney Disney's classics, like their, their animated stuff. But, like, you want to see young Loki. Yeah. Especially played by Tom Hiddleston. Or, and I mean, like this this show is probably going to have a budget of like a hundred million dollars for a season. Like Agents of Shield probably does not have that, but like, right, you're going to be getting into an area where like, okay, your Marvel films are that's the top tier. Like mm-hmm. all of the the canon and continuity continuity is adhered to there. You get down. Whereas in before, like you had, you know, Agents of Shield, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, uh, Iron Fist, any of those defenders and they would mention stuff that happened in the movie but the movie characters never they weren't just like oh yeah like that that blind ninja in Mm -hmm. hell's kitchen that didn't happen because like the the amount of people that are watching the netflix shows are dramatically less than like say saw avengers infinity war Mm -hmm. opening weekend you're going to have a new set of tv shows now marvel is split into marvel studios and marvel television Mm -hmm. but marvel studios is going to be producing the stuff on the app marvel television one of the reasons why it doesn't get i guess the the continuity like with it feige kevin feige the guy that runs Mm -hmm. all of that is not in charge of that it's a different it's it's its own separate entity and i think he kind of resents that somebody does he is going to have his own Marvel television shows now. And like I said, and it's going to, instead of having Coulson or Lady Sif occasionally, like from one of the side characters in one of the Thor movies appearing there, or having a character, like an auxiliary character, do a cameo in it. I'm not talking, like, let's say that there is a show and it's got, it's Sam Jackson playing Nick Fury in it. I mean, that's the equivalent of what you're getting Mm -hmm. of having, like I said, if this does all go through and Tom Hiddleston plays Loki in a Marvel television show, when you can throw that kind of money at it, you can't compete with that if you're a show on like ABC that only has, Mm -hmm. and uh, like when I say this, let's say it's a $4 million an episode. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when your entire season can run for let's say 10 episodes or 12 episodes, and they've dropped $100 million on that? Because I don't know the economics of how streaming apps, how that stuff exactly works. Right. Like, your traditional like advertisement setup is what kind of dictates how much you can spend on a network show. 
But these streaming apps seem like they have got a lot larger budgets. And I mean, they're they're something almost akin to film budgets. Mm -hmm. And that's where we heard a little bit about it with the last Oscars. And the the moral question is coming up. If you've made a movie of great quality and it is an original Netflix or an original Amazon Just because it didn't have a theatrical window. Can it be up for an Oscar? It's a movie. It's not a TV show. Uh, You know, that was something that when the Oscars started... No, wasn't an issue. No. Well, I mean, when the Oscars started, I don't think television. Yeah, t- like, television won there, that, so. that wasn't even an issue, period. Like, maybe Thomas Edison had one. Or, you know, Tesla had created one in his uh, kitchen or whatever. Doc Brown. That's what I'm saying. Like, you had a television. But, right. like, streaming is 70 years off and probably an inkling in the mind of, like, maybe... Like Gene Roddenberry, or, I thought you were going to say Jesus, and I'd go probably. I bet he knew. He knew. He was just like, oh, guys, and streaming. Just wait, <laughs> you're just not going to wait. <laughs> you know, they'll be like streaming. He'd be like, yeah, your cell phone, and they're like, cell phone, and he's like, just ne- never mind. Let's go eat fish and bread. Okay, let's just you wait. It's like, dude, it's going to be awesome. Here, I'm going to go multiply some fish. Check this out, guys. Ooh, what? And I'm sure that he said the equivalent of dudes as well. He probably did because he's so cool. Uh, this is going to be a thing, dudes. What? <laughs> Brethren, right. follow me. All right. Uh, I know. You guys aren't as cool as I You know he was cool. You know. Had to be. Just, I mean. Had to be. Just. <sighs> Literally, just tell. And I mean, no disrespect. You know he was cool. He There's a guy on a boat, and he just said, follow me. He was so cool. Dude followed him. I know. Just followed him. Somebody walked up to me, and I'm on a boat, and they're like, follow me. I'm like, I'm going to tell you my, I can't tell you my reaction here, but I'm not following him. Exactly. Like, just putting it out there. <laughs> so, but this dude was so cool. He's just like, yeah, I know this is your life's work. You're even holding a net now. Man. Put that down. Come with. Follow me. That's cool. Yeah. That and is look, oh, that is uber, and look uber at this. cool. You got a boat? I don't. I don't need a boat. That's that is that is cooler than the Fonzie cool. I Henry, know Henry Winkler is not even that cool. So that is uh, why are we talking about. Uh, oh, Jesus knew up. about str- Jesus knew about streaming. Yes. Okay. I, and again, and I'm sure he did. So I have actually spent a lot of time thinking about this. I don't have an answer yet. If it's a movie, why can't it win an Oscar? Uh, well, I think because you also run into that if it airs on television, like let's say that it goes on to stars first, then why is that not an Emmy film? Exactly. And so then I know that somewhere, some state, one of the M states in the middle, it wasn't Maine, um, they nope, not in the middle. It was not. <laughs> they were dealing with Netflix and which and is cable, which is technically a television service and the thing is was it a video service and netflix uh i believe is winning or i thought they would win the suit because they are a streaming app they are not a television service so it's a very fine line hbo having to compete in the emmys makes sense because hbo is a network like Mm -hmm. it also has an app but it's a television Entity AMC is a television yes. entity. Netflix, Amazon, not, uh, not a television entity. So or or Disney is the, Disney will probably get into this as well with their streaming app. Is that just because I throw it like when I when I stream it or cast it to my television? Does that make it a television app? Because I can also cast any film I I've watched. Like let's say I'm watching Beirut. That was a theatrically released film. Like. Is the does the origin? Oddly of, enough, I was just watching Beirut. Isn't it great? I I got interrupted. I, wa- I want. I haven't seen the end. Uh, John Hamm still makes me angry. He just he has to wear a suit everywhere and look so no, dapper. It's so bothersome. So dapper. And the guy, his friend. Yeah. Uh, he that I forgot the actor's name. Anna Grace could tell me he plays Lucifer on Supernatural, and his Lucifer is very very sarcastic and hilarious uh now i know most people think oh lucifer probably not a funny character this guy plays him funny i i am going to argue with that and say that 
the the depiction as he is given in in the Bible. Yes, like he was it's initially a very biblical show he, for us. He was initially like one of God's favorite mm-hmm. like angels. I'm just saying, like I, I I don't I don't want to like get into a theological debate here, but there is a strong possibility that Lucifer was a very charismatic. Like angel, like I, I don't know how angels and all of that interacted, but especially like if you're going to have them appear on Earth, if this character was like that and had other angels and other like characters or like any of that, want to mm-hmm. follow him? Charisma is usually part. The one of my favorite depictions of it is Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really like. As it as it appears in my head, like this is the character that turned into a serpent and convinced Eve to just be like, no, no, eat it. It's cool. That's good. No. Since just we're talking it. about the devil, one of my other favorite devils, because I love this guy in Supernatural who's in Beirut. Let me get this straight. You Did you just say, I love the devil? I love the actor who plays. Okay, all right. All right. I want to make sure nobody takes you out of context there. I, uh, just be, I, like, be like Jane Ellen is a heretic. I love the devil. So I, because this guy's funny and uh, just a really good actor. Okay. And all, actually, I, I have to bring you into the supernatural fold because there's been a lot of really great acting going on there. It, uh, honest to goodness, it is, it is literally on my cue. So like it's, I just I know that I'm deep diving whenever I, it's what what would be 14 seasons mm-hmm. in. I'm just saying I know this is a commitment. Like it, it is. Like I I hardcore binged like X Files like when I got into it. I'm just saying like and that was nine seasons. I, Anna Grace wanted to see it, and I've been watching rewatching the whole series. I want to say for about a year. And we are just finishing season 13. We're halfway through season 13. Season 14 is about to start up any day. Probably okay, October. that's what I'm thinking of. All right. So we're getting right up usually, there. Usually CW, I think, does their stuff in October. Yeah. So, for instance, there's this demon, Crowley. Love him. And, uh, again, very sarcastic. <laughs> hilarious. And so now he's he's more of a good guy. Right. Even though he's technically a demon, he's more of a good guy. And so he was hanging out with them, and they're all doing research. And he says, so this is what you do when I'm not around? You sit around and type? Because he sees, like, someone's on a phone, someone's on a tablet, someone's on... And they go, yeah, pretty much. And I guess if you could, like, travel through, like, different dimensions and planes of existence, typing probably seems a little mundane to you. Yes. So there's that. The other Lucifer to whom I... Love on the TV is the show Lucifer. <laughs> I I was expecting that next. <laughs> and that show was saved. I don't remember. Yeah, what it's it's going, going, is it going to Hulu, Netflix? I don't remember. I it's going I think, somewhere. I think it was Netflix, but I, I may, I may I'm not certain about that. Anyway, that Lucifer uh, has a, a very first of all. Oh God, that guy is so gorgeous. So he's. He's very, very charismatic, and he is very, very dapper. And his deal is like, eh, I don't want to be down here anymore. I want to see what's going on with Earth. And in the meantime, the actor, who I I know his name and, of course, have forgotten because I'm doing a podcast, the actor can legit sing, can legit play the piano. And so the character of Lucifer that he plays is uh, one that can sing and play the piano. And so sometimes you get that, which I really love, because I love me a musical. You have no idea, except for Paint Your Wagon, which is also streaming, (laughs) and it's terrible. Now, the Simpsons version of Paint Your Wagon is hilarious. The actual film Paint Your Wagon, I'll say it's hilarious, but it's not supposed to be. So this Lucifer, he... He's very interesting and ends up uh, working with a police detective, and it's all about um, God's plan for him. And he makes his—the show's take on Lucifer is Lucifer was an angel— and a fallen angel, blah, blah, blah. His, by the way, his black wings are so cool. But this Lucifer actually becomes a good guy because of the good people he is surrounded with. And he only wants to, uh, he likes the way he feels around them. And he said, because he was cast down, he says, I don't decide who goes to hell. 
my job is strictly to be the punisher. So that's a different religious kind of, what Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, and so maybe, that's maybe how they build the character. Maybe it's out. not theologically supported, right. but like in the context of the show. Yes. You can, like, that's, so that's actually how he an can interesting be a good guy. motivation. Yeah. Very much so. Um, and so. Well, I mean, yeah. he, well, I mean, you. I know that you know plenty about like Greek mythology. Like, mm-hmm. you, Hades was not necessarily the, the, the master of the, the underworld. Yeah, he kind of got stuck with it. He was just. I mean, it was like he. He's kind of like Milton in mm-hmm. Office Space. Like, mm-hmm. just yes. He keeps getting stuffed up. Somebody's yes. taking his. Somebody's taking his stapler. Like, and we're switching devils now. Let's go back to the Lucifer. Who oh, they that, call- I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. Hades and yeah. yeah. Oh, we're go. switching devils, and we're going back to. By the way, they're both called Lucy, uh, but the the Lucifer in Supernatural. And speaking of depictions of of the devil, in the James peanuts. Woods oh. and Hercules as, as Hades. Hades. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about Lucy in Peanuts. She's devilish. She. I could make a case I for could, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that too. I could. I could do a master's thesis. Lucy is Lucy. Actually, Satan. I can. <laughs> Why, yes, you may have. I mean, your Schultz, and Schultz definitely had some like. He had some issues. Cri- Christian theology, yeah, he peppered did. throughout like that. The Peanuts run. Oh, now I'm going to have to rewatch it and think of her as being the devil and all because she's constantly tempting. She oh, tempts Charles. Wow. Come on, did we Chuck. just did we just stumble on something? I hidden think we did. Deep? Come on, kick the football. When you know Bite you want apple. to. Bite the apple. You know you want to You'll do it. You'll have the knowledge of good and evil. you got to trust me. Go for it. Come on. Arrgh! Every Boom. time. Huh. Every thing. It's like the Trix Rabbit and trying to like the. Wow. Come on, guys. Trix Rabbit's like 70 now and he's eaten tricks like twice. Just give him a bowl. True that. Or, you know, give him as much as he wants, okay? It's stupid cereal and he's a rabbit. Just give it to him. I know. He's a talking rabbit. I know. He doesn't want carrots. Okay, so the supernatural Lucifer, now because of all of the other dimensions, he is not in the dimension that he is, Origin, is from. Right. But originated. Because the the Lucifer from the dimension, the apocalypse dimension that he is stuck in, um, he's he's gone. And so this Lucifer becomes a good guy. And I just saw the episode where he made it back to his to the, and this the, is the regular world this is in the supernatural. supernatural iteration of Yes. So and it's hilarious because he's he's now kind of a good guy because of what he went through and he wants something done. Or he he just shows up in like LA or wherever and you see him go, uh, don't you know who I am? And he goes, ah and they just look at him like he's a crazy man because he doesn't have his, you know, supernatural powers. Right. And he's, it's, not, he's not spreading and black wings. And it's funny because and... he'll, like, go up to people and go, and, like, nothing. So, as you can Get see, out of my face. <laughs> as you can see, uh, it can be funny. Um, the devil's in the details. And that's why we love it's the, the marvelous. The devil that you know. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Totally. Why, Which did, it's, we, why did we talk about the devil? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, uh, probably something when we we stumbled onto like streaming apps and oh yeah yeah, so yeah it was somewhere in there I don't I don't remember exactly how it happened. I'm also thinking the idea of streaming app one day you know when we're harder of hearing we're going you got the what well in my day I used to use my phone my, that I didn't usually talk on my cellular I took pictures on it and I and they're like a phone. You mean the, you mean the I, thing that's downloaded think, directly into our eye sockets? I now? know. I think well, you, that there's going to be a time. You look like a Borg with, with that there apparatus on your. Well, the Borg were a thing. I don't think the, there's going to be a TV. You know, I think that's going to bye bye because there's going to be some other way we digest it. Like we we project it on our wall, like yes. it's directly taken into like our minds, like we. We have a an, an apparatus that allows us to see it in three dimensions. Yes, that allows. The, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be some sort of mind thing, or some other thing where you and I can be in different parts of the world, but we can connect and watch the same thing at the same time in our heads. Not not unlike kind of like Xbox Live and group. Yes. Group chatting, but with television and probably doing it to a certain degree in a a three-dimensional space in the virtual world. Yes. Probably. Now, I don't know how to set any of that up. Neither do but, I. <laughs> by God, if I could copyright that. <laughs> I 
know. I just I'm just saying that we are literally sitting on a billion dollar idea. Oh, I yeah. just don't know how to program the zeros and ones to that. No, I just know that I won't be surprised when someone says, we don't need no stinking TV and a keyboard upon which you use your it's gonna, fingers. They're going to look like the way Scotty. Yes. Then he's a computer. Yes. A keyboard. How quaint. <laughs> go back go back and watch Star Trek 4, kids. For instance, speaking of Amazon, and I'm going to make this quick. Uh, Am- oh, yeah. We have to make this quick. Speaking of Amazon. So Amazon has now released their own microwave. What does that have to do with streaming apps? Wait. It's that was what up- I was waiting it's for. It's hooked up to Amazon Alexa. Again, I'm thinking, I still got to put the food in it. Do you have an incredibly complex microwave that you don't use half the buttons on? No, I have a really cheap one okay. that only does like, like on three and off. things. Okay. There's a timer and it heats things. Okay. Well, mine has stuff. Oh, and that, there's a clock. Okay. Mine okay. has stuff that I don't even know half of what it does because I never bothered to learn. I just keep hitting the 30 seconds over and over and that's my life. I just like, I am not going to learn this. I am the person that like gets out the like i know everything that all of my devices do except like, my microwave well so, it's not my device I so like, i don't come over so to you your house care. and just be like what are you doing it'll be like mm-hmm. i'm getting personal with your your microwave i want to mm-hmm. know what it does mm-hmm. well this is if they do it right because apparently think about this microwaves they haven't really changed since 2014 i mean not especially no, no. We all use them. It was like, hey, this is great. We found out that they don't cause cancer or heart attacks. We're all it using just, them. Sometimes it dries your food out. Yes. That's about it. So, hooked into Alexa, if it works properly, you say to your microwave, microwave, um, defrost two pounds of meat. You don't have to program anything. The Alexa knows and tells your microwave whatever it's going to need to do it properly so your food is never too hot it's never cold here and hot there it's almost like your popcorn setting on some of them and it it just it pops and it's always right yeah instead of burning your popcorn like a lot of the popcorn settings seem to precisely so if done correctly I can now see why this would be valuable and, dare I say, game-changing. So when it comes to TV I mean, honestly, viewing, as far as, like, technological achievements in, in microwaving, just being able to be, like, you know, instead of me guessing, you go in five minutes, and then I get it out, and I'm like, right. ah. It's supposed to know. And again, which brings us back to Jack Donaghy from the microwave division of GE, and here we are, 30 Rock, closure, end credits. It's the way we meant it to happen yes so watch atypical on netflix i i think it is fresh and new and on um amazon the marvelous mrs Maisel certainly want deserved the emmy i don't know what won the emmy for i don't know if it was best comedy or best clothes or something it was other, best something they won an emmy it's extra good yeah they won an emmy and it's funny and season two is going to drop before the end of the year so you should do that. You should yeah. do that. And next time I want to discuss Daredevil is being killed off in a comic book, but not the Netflix show. That's that's. Or not is that entirely... like a death of Superman thing? They always come back. Here, Here's the, the catch about any superhero. Like, you're only going to do that so long as you can sell comic books or like whatever. Like, okay, Superman got married at the same time in the TV show and the mm-hmm. comic books. But that was more or less because the comics didn't want the television show, show to do it before they could. Because okay. they they had more or less been told, you can't do that. Then the television show decides they're going to do it. And the comic book division is like, you have literally been telling us for 60 years that we couldn't do that. And they're like, oh, you can do it now. But you've got four months to make it happen in the comic books. And they're like, Ugh, I hate you. Oh, fine. They don't, I mean, they're, think of them as alternate realities. Like, okay. w- the one hand does not necessarily wash the other. Like, Daredevil can be dead, or I mean, he can, sometimes you'll have instances of uh, characters being different. Like, you can have Hal Jordan as Green Lantern in the movie, even if Hal Jordan is Parallax in the comic book, and Kyle Rayner is actually Green Lantern in that situation. I you're know gonna, you're saying words. I'm just saying, <laughs> it, there. you don't always have to sync Everything doesn't oh, okay. have to sync up. All right. Well, then I'll ignore it because uh, you and I both, the Daredevil Netflix is our favorite Netflix iteration of yeah. Marvel. And I, I don't I don't want it to end ever. I, 
even I will tell you this, like if it is, if he is destined to die in that, I don't think he stays gone long because keep in mind, uh, Electra, who was in what season two mm-hmm. of it, um, didn't she die? Oh yeah. And what what does the hand have? Uh, yeah. I'm just, it, I'm pointing out like and when wouldn't you, it be funny if uh, they write in the comic book Death of Daredevil? It's like because he tripped on a banana peel or something. That would be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, would be, that would be a, a very mundane way for the, <laughs> the man without fear to die. <laughs> but I was, like when you like Daredevil exists within the Avengers universe, you have a character that just assembled five infinity gems like mm-hmm. to wipe out half the population of the earth. Literally, he could do anything with that for to say that death has a finality in that. Like, I mean, it's just I don't want to say it's silly, but like and doesn't that reflect our conversation today? of our religious view there there is everlasting life that's and that's what i think we were talking about i do was believe. the infinity gauntlet and thanos <laughs> probably we we've had this podcast has been an onion man we man we it, it has been all over the place that's but i'm just right. saying like we got layers man okay if if you die in an episode of ncis you don't have like supernatural like a, dr strange exists within the marvel universe Daredevil exists within the Marvel Universe. I'm sure there's Anything a spell out there that, like, unbullets him or Speaking whatever. Speaking of spells, have you read the story about the former drummer of Beyonce who has said that Beyonce practices serious black magic and is responsible for killing her cat and has been magicking spells at her for years? No, but I'm going to tell you this right now. They ever do a bi- biopic about mm-hmm. her? I want that included. <laughs> That's so funny. Be, I mean, I, listen, I'm sure she has a fascinating life. Like she, what, married Jay-Z or yeah. whatever. Like, that's all well and good. But I'm telling you, like, underlying and all that, if you make her also like a sorceress. Okay, that would be really I, Like, cool. I'm just saying. I'd like, watch that. You've got, like, if I'm if I'm not there opening weekend, I'm definitely at least redboxing that puppy just going, yeah, so I, I didn't know this, but like apparently Beyonce was like Maleficent or something. Because I want to tell you, uh, one of the, some of the early videos of, um, the group. Destiny's Child. Yes. I used Why to. Why did I know that and you didn't? I used to giggle at Beyonce's dancing lack of skills. In some of the early Destiny's Child stuff. Now, maybe she was Until just 17. She conjured it with yes! The black magic! Yes! She she literally sold her, like, not yes. unlike when Ariel sells her voice to Ursula uh-huh. in order to gain legs. Like, See? Beyonce, like, As comes to one magicking. of the versions of Lucifer that we talked about t- today. Well, that's what this drummer thinks. And she tried to get an order of protection, and the judge says, uh, no. Because <laughs> I don't think Beyonce really has time to devote to making her former drummer miserable. I mean, she seems kind of busy. Unless she does practice Unless black magic. she does. And she's got like a voodoo doll of the judge and she's like, you will die within three days. Like, I don't know what she talks about. Oh, like you that. know that there are, there are conspiracy boards going, yep, true, totally. I'm just... I'm not saying it's true. I don't have any evidence to support that it's true. It's and I don't I don't even know of any instances of black magic like with with documentable proof. I just want that to be true because it's funny. Oh, I love the narrative possibilities. Yes. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening on this week's religious highlights. Uh binge or cringe. We got lots of stuff. To, yeah. to work through right. and talk about. So thank you very much for sticking with us. And uh, we'll watch new stuff by next week. Probably. Most likely. Yeah, I think so. That sounds probable. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.